Run! Well, without further ado, we are going to be going over some Survivor Series matches. The car, what the card? We're going to go over the AW card, or uh, the NXT card, yeah, the Survivor Series card. What the cards are Get into like. a little wrestling news uh-huh. and go over AEW Dynamite from this week. Is that okay with you? That's great. Awesome. Let's do it. Let's do it. So let's talk about some news of the week. Uh, I think the biggest news is that that uh, Philip Brooks returned adjacently to WWE CM Punk on WWE backstage. I want to hear your thoughts on it first because I don't know that this is a big deal. Well, okay, as we know, CM Punk signs a Fox deal for WWE's backstage show. And everybody was going crazy when this news broke. I mean, that's all my timeline was on Twitter. And this is a Fox deal, not a WWE deal. And he also reportedly turned down a big offer from AEW. So that's interesting. Um, After he showed up, Rollins tweeted, you know, Fight me. The Twitter. Fight me. The Twitter king, fight me. Um, so yeah, I mean, he showed up, he said he's gonna not break the internet, but... Change the culture. You know what this felt like to me? What? It felt like Michael Jordan returning to the Wizards. <laughs> it felt like an, a little bit worse version of yourself walking in, and then when I see you, I see you in a place that I don't recognize you in. And... I think what he does for this show, I guess, will be cool. Like, it's set up for him, especially as a Fox deal and not a WWE deal. But I don't know. I've I've heard a lot of people say like this is the this is definitely a WWE deal. He's back. He's this coming is not a back. WWE deal. It's a Fox I know it's deal. not quote unquote a WWE deal, but what I'm saying is that for him to sign this Fox deal, that there were negotiations and talks with WWE that made him want to sign this. And I don't know how many episodes he's doing. He obviously isn't going to be there weekly. And he may have just signed for four to six episodes, and they said, hey, we'll see how it goes. This show needs all the help it can get. Is This the, this is the show that got about 50,000 viewers. Yeah. <laughs> so anything will obviously give it a little bit of a heartbeat. But I don't know. It just... I, it, it, Twitter rocked. It worked. But I just don't feel anything from it. It's right. not big to me. Well, Am I wrong here? Yeah, because it's it's really big to a lot of people. Um, Why? You know, What's he going to do on this show? It's not really about this show. It's the fact that it has anything to do with WWE. And so he's obviously opened his mind more. You know, because he wanted four years ago, if he, if he would have got this offer, no, there's no way. Okay, he wanted nothing to do with WWE, no shape or form whatsoever. Right. So the fact that he's finally like coming on to do this, it could be like baby steps into something more. 
And I feel like that's like how a lot of people are looking at it. But wasn't the version of CM Punk that we all love the rebellious, I want out, I'm going to be this rebellious cause? Yeah. How are you going to do that now? I mean, I don't know. That's why we'll have to see what happens. I just, it doesn't feel like it's, it doesn't feel natural. It feels weird to me. And I hope I'm wrong. And I'm sure that I probably sound silly to a lot of people because they're <laughs> crunk as hell about it. Yeah. But I just, it just fell flat. Now, I'm a UFC fan, so I just saw him get his ass beat and laid on top of by guys that aren't good at the sport. So I have a bad taste in my mouth already. That doesn't make who he is, though, that one loss. Two. Okay, well, there's two losses. <laughs> you know why there wasn't a third? They fired him. So he advertised that he will be there, in fact, this coming up Tuesday. So he's advertised. Now I'm interested in seeing how many viewers tune in. Because that's going to be the ultimate thing, the ultimate test. Okay, let's break this down. What number do you assume that they were kind of looking for the very first week? I don't. I have no idea. I don't know anything about networks. No, that time, that timeline. I would say you'd be happy with things over one hundred and fifty thousand. I just. I feel like that's about the number that they're looking for. I think that fifty thousand was way short. What do you think Punk draws? I would say that if he didn't get a quarter of a million viewers, it'd be a disappointment. I, I can agree with that. But I would think that Fox Sports would be happy with 150000 Yeah. Now, the question is, what happens if he comes on next week and is not on the following week? Oh, I can almost guarantee he won't be on the following week. If that number drops again, then what do you do as a business? Like, you've got to be like, all right, well... We either don't do this show or we get him full time. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. It's a what a weird, weird little thing, thing this is. And one of the reasons, because we're not going to go over SmackDown and Raw individually because we don't want to put you to sleep. <laughs> but one of the things on SmackDown was they, they mentioned CM Punk on this show. Corey Graves had nothing to do. He had <laughs> nothing to say. And Michael Cole spent five seconds on it while someone was making an entrance. To me, that sounded like Fox Sports saying, hey, or Fox saying, hey, make sure you mention this, and them going, we have to do it because they told us to, and they give us a billion dollars. Yeah. So, I don't, I, it just feels funky to me. It does not feel real. I don't know. We'll yeah, see where I'm it just, goes. All I'm saying is, hey, sometimes it takes baby steps to get to big steps. You're right. We'll see. So... With that being said, I think we should. Uh, that kind of covers everything I want to talk about news wise. Yeah, I don't think anything really else was anything. as big as that. But I do want to go over the NXT card real quick before we get into the Survivor Series one because we had a little bit of a change. And I'm assuming that this had to do with the Gargano injury pushing him out of this weekend. But Matt Riddle and Finn Balor are going to go. Speaking of the Gargano, I feel like that... So, what is his injury? I, I don't keep up closely, closely to NXT. It's just so much wrestling. I really don't know. Well, I feel like it adds to his whole story with Finn. You're right. It's yeah. almost like it's working as a part of his story now. But, uh, yeah, so now that changes. So, Riddle's out of the uh, Undisputed versus NXT kind of match. 
So it's Tommaso Ciampa, Keith Lee, and Dominic Daja. Ooh, Dejakovic. 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 Uh, and then another partner that we don't know yet. We're a week away from all this. We are. We have no idea who's going to team up here. And we still don't even know Team NXT for the Survivor Series. And I love that. It's just the War Games Survivor Series thing with NXT. Just It kind of is like a mindfuck. Because they have. It's kind of the same formula ish. Yeah. So I'm kind of just confused. Because I don't. Well, this was an accident, remember? The whole yeah, oh, I know. this invasion I know. thing wasn't but supposed to happen. It's just kind of a mindfuck to me. Yes. And then so and we still've got the War Games match that's been announced. There's three matches booked so far. For reference, last year there were five matches, but one of them with um Riddle and Cassius Ono was a real quick like 1 minute match. So I would guess they are going to add one more. We'll see. Mm-hmm. But that's all we got so far. And these always deliver. So if you got nothing to do next Saturday, this NXT's. will be my first War Games I watch. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm not an NXT historian. Well, you should definitely. <sighs> I just started watching. It's just a lot of wrestling. It really is. <laughs> a lot of wrestling. When you do three hours of Raw, two hours of SmackDown, now we have AEW. And when we cover this, we try to watch everything we can to make sure we don't sound like fools. But, but I don't even go well, back we're on the network. we reporters. We do this for fun. Yeah. So. <laughs> but I don't even watch like the old ones like I used to yeah. anymore late at night or whatever yeah. because I'm so like wrestled out. Yeah, same. All right. So moving on to Survivor Series, you want to kind of go over some of this? So for the Survivor Series card, so we have Brock versus Ray for the WWE Championship. You this- excited about that? You know what? The story has excited me more so than other things going on. So it's like... I feel you. I mean, here's the thing. The best of the worst, maybe. Here's the thing. When is Brock disappointed? True. Even with Goldberg, you still feel something. And even with like these guys that you know is not going to perform, it still feels big. It's Brock freaking Lesnar. And then Ray is Ray. Mm-hmm. And we still got the Kane dynamic. We don't know what's going to happen, you know. So, yeah, I think we know what the end is going to be for sure. I wish they would do – this is what I wish they would do maybe. So Dominic would turn on Ray for not protecting him enough or, like, I don't know, because Brock kept attacking him over and over and hurting him. And he could be like, you're not a man or, you know – that's stuff they used to do. These days, all you get is like, <laughs> you get nothing really. Yeah, okay. I, I honestly, Ray's gonna get a little offense. This is gonna be a beatdown. He's gonna throw. Do you think him they're around. gonna extend this feud? Uh, it TLC? depends on if. They, it, honestly, I feel like it depends on if they feel like Kane is ready. Velasquez, <laughs> I think they think. If he needs to go do some work for like a year in training, yeah. then this ends now. If he's ready, then maybe they do a little something and it carries over. But I don't think the Brock Kane thing's going to be what they thought it was. So we'll see. I, I think it's I think it's dead after it's, this. We'll have to see about that. Yeah. So we also have a brand supremacy triple threat match with Becky Lynch versus Bailey versus Shayna Baszler. 
This is the match I'm most excited for, just because I've liked the build to it. Yeah, they've done the best job on this. Yeah, and obviously Becky Lynch has to show up on SmackDown or NXT this week for the go-home, because she hasn't showed up on any other brand yet. Yeah, Becky looks the weakest out of the whole trio yeah right the way they built it right up, right right like. bailey has done a great job with her heel turn and this has kind of shined the light on her and she's done a really good job in my opinion and uh you're not a big Baszler fan has she changed your mind any of the past three weeks with okay right so i just feel like her title reign has lasted way too long and she's not I mean, she's great, but she's a dime a dozen in NXT, I feel like. There, uh, Especially after I watch Rhea Ripley. NXT, now, that's a badass bitch. NXT definitely has the best women's division in wrestling. Oh, hands down. And it's not even close. Not even close. And you can have Becky, and you can have Charlotte, and those two are the best. But top to bottom, NXT's women's division is I would crazy. say this class, you you would say of NXT of yeah. women's wrestlers is better than the Becky, Charlotte, Sasha I'd take it class. too. I would too. Yep. So yeah, after seeing Rhea Ripley, that's a bad bitch. Yeah, and she I really even tweeted is. like she's gonna be a huge star. Yep. And EO is Yeah. Incredible. Yeah, so that one will definitely be one to watch. Okay, the one that I don't really care about, the tag, the Viking Raiders Versus the New Day versus the Undisputed Era. Do you want to hear my let's keep it kayfabe moment of the week? <laughs> what? So, on SmackDown, the New Day was facing the Revival. Pretty good match. You you don't even... I can, I'm not even getting into it because you're just a I'm straight... I'm not a Revival fan. You're a I'm hater. Sorry. You don't like... They bore me. You don't like good things. Um. Anyway, the Undisputed Era interfered in that match cost the revival a chance to win the titles again yeah and after the attack teams are some of the smackdown locker room made the save here's my keep it kayfabe moment of the week how was otis the first to the ring to make the save <laughs> and the lucha brothers Him running or excuse me him. not the lucha brothers but the uh, lucha party was last it made no sense to me otis running to the ring was freaking hilarious. I love Otis. He's, that, grow, he's better than heavy machinery is better than the Viking Raiders. So, well, yeah, well, you they heard entertain it, me more. You heard it here first. So yeah, we have that match. Then we have AJ Styles versus Nakamura versus Roderick Strong. And as um, everyone has noticed, if Nakamura wins, he is truly the king of strong styles. Hey, wait, did you just come up with that? No, it's been out uh, for like somebody on Reddit came up with it. And then about 200 people on Twitter yeah. pretended that they came up with it. That's usually how it goes. Yeah, but dude. This match, obviously the names, I mean, it should be great. Yeah, it will be. Do you want to know a little bit of news? What? This match was originally supposed to be AJ Styles versus Roderick Strong versus Daniel Bryan. But they needed to move Daniel Bryan to the title match, so they inserted Nakamura. Why? I heard that, too. Why did they have to move Daniel right now to face Bray Wyatt? Well, I would assume that they didn't necessarily have to just move him. It also meant that Daniel would have to win the Intercontinental Championship, and they just didn't feel like writing two stories. They felt like writing one. 
But I'm intrigued by the Daniel Bryan. Here, I want Daniel to be a face, and I want the Yes Movement to be cool. I want like I want him to be back in that top gear. I also want him to join the artists. It's not, that's not going to happen on SmackDown. I know. Or... I saw. and But the whole time I'm watching it, I'm like, they're making it to where that's bad. These are like, they don't want people to want him to do that. But I want him to do that. So, yeah, that one should be a pretty good one. Shall we go over Team Raw? Well, it's like, it, I'm really happy that we still don't know who these some of these members are. Yeah, I like that guessing game. But... I don't we think... We know all of the members are all... Correct. And SmackDown. Then why'd you just say... We don't know anybody from NXT. Oh. We don't know any of the five women from Raw. We don't know any of the five women from NXT. We do know that Nikki Cross got into the last slot in SmackDown. But I like not knowing. Yeah. It means the go-home shows could be worth a damn, I guess. Because typically they're not. So for Team Raw, we have Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre, Kevin Owens, Randy Orton, and Ricochet. So how do you feel about these five? I think people? we got four of these right. We missed Kevin Owens, and in fact, we put him in, and then we said, well, never mind, because he's out walking his dogs. <laughs> but They didn't have anything for him. It's just, it's just kind of typical. It's like, here's this high-flying baby face. Here's the old crafty vet. Here's the guy that we want to carry the show. Here's a heel that we like right now. I don't know what Kevin Owens is or is trying to be. I don't know his story right now. It's bad booking. It's not it, it's bad booking and bad storylines. Everything he's done in the past year has just felt like it doesn't matter. The Shane thing felt totally flat. And they probably blamed him on that. They probably said, "Ah, he couldn't. He couldn't get the crowd behind him." Probably, you're probably right. And it's just, hopefully, it turns around real quick. He just feels like Dolph Ziggler to me right now, and that's a shame. Oh yeah, he could be getting that Ziggler treatment. Yeah. Don't sell too good, kid. It's all you'll ever do. They're also. I feel like they're teasing a feud between Orton and Ricochet. Did you see the little? On That's Raw? weird. Yeah, it's like Ricochet's watching his uncle <laughs> as he's in the batting cage, and every time he misses a ball, he like looks back and sees if his <laughs> uncle's mad at him. So they'll probably fight at TLC or something. Uh, but. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, Orton and Ali was good. So why wouldn't Orton and Ricochet be good? Yeah. So, Team SmackDown, we have Roman Reigns, Mustafa Ali, Braun Strowman, King Corbin. Did you just die? Shorty. <laughs> I, was, I don't know. And Shorty G. Shorty G, which they're out now making fun of on their own commentary. Hopefully, this won't last very long. Do you... Okay, so, per SmackDown, Corbin has announced that he is the captain of the team. Yeah. And Corbin is making me, I'm liking his heel persona right now. So I'm not a Baron Corbin fan whatsoever, but his promo on SmackDown was pretty funny to me. And the way they're using the Chihuahua barks for that Roman. Was hilarious. Dude, people were shitting all over it on Twitter, but I liked it. I don't know how I feel about the mascot per se. I thought the little barks in between. That was were, funny. It was. I was cracking up. But uh, 
Yeah, so in this match, he was basically saying that Bobby Roode and Ziggler were going to have a match against Ali and Shorty G. God, I don't. I hate saying that. I'm not saying it anymore. I know. I'm not saying it anymore ever again. And his ring attire. It's stupid. It's very he looks like stupid. a monster. But uh, they didn't. It, they didn't win. Um, SG and Ali stayed on the team, and here's what's interesting. So let's say, for the sake of saying that they actually are booking long term here, from where everything's at. They're, this team's a mess. Oh, yeah. So if you're looking at it, because in the scheme of things in the old booking, would you say NXT would win anything? No. In the, On the paper, like during Survivor Series, they would just say like, yeah, we're going to put our guys over. We're not going to worry about NXT. Right. But they're writing stories to where they can let NXT almost run the board with wins because – of how the turmoil inside all these teams so far. So whenever Raw, whenever SmackDown versus Team NXT, which we have no idea any of their members yet. And I don't even know when we're going to find out. We might not find out until they come out. Yeah. Which I like. I love that. I like that too. And that would be very Triple H-esque, you know, kind of like we're not going to show our cards here. Mm-hmm. I feel like that would be the perfect way to do it. Yep. I mean, and do it for the women, too. Like, you, have, yeah. you haven't you have done it on either one. Just wait it out. I, I'd love that. I don't like on SmackDown they had an eight women's tag match with the SmackDown versus four NXT it, women. Yeah. The only thing I can think that that was was just trying to get as many eyes on the NXT girls as they could so it would translate into when you watched Survivor Series. I don't like that Dakota Kai had to eat the pin. I like her. You do? I do like her. I'm surprised. Why? Because you usually don't go for the... They have to have a little more than just in-ring for you. Well, her in-ring, I don't know. She impressed me. and she, I like her, too. Yeah. I think, she'll be, I think she'll definitely be one of the members of uh, Team NXT. Okay, and we also have The Fiend versus Daniel Bryan. So I am glad they are doing The Fiend versus Daniel Bryan. By the way, you were wrong. You said it would be Roman Reigns. I was wrong. Remember you said that would be Bray Wyatt's next feud? I did say that. They're saving that for Mania, maybe. I I think they, well. A rumble. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming soon, yeah. It ain't going to last long. But I wouldn't be mad if they, you know, stretched the Daniel Bryan, Bray Wyatt. Not one bit. Um, but I mean, let's kind of go over the backstory. So the Fiend attacked Daniel Bryan a couple weeks ago backstage with the Mandible Claw, and okay, I was really excited because then and there you knew okay Daniel Bryan's going to be his next opponent. So Sami Zayn and Nakamura, remember they had been asking Bryan if he was going to join them. Daniel finally says no. And by the way, I'm also loving Sam. You know how I don't like, I never like Sammy's yeah. name, especially as a baby face. I feel like his heel character is so funny. He's found himself. He has. But yeah, so they were talking backstage about Daniel Bryan joining. And I'm going to let you kind of go over it a little bit more, but I just want to bring up, this is probably the most well-rounded story they've written in a very long time. Yeah, I agree. You don't just have these two guys wrestling each other. You have 
so many different angles you can look at this with. And even though we know what direction it's going to take, it's just really awesome to see Zane and Nakamura and Brian and Cesaro and The Fiend all in this little world together now in this story. By the way, how do you like the blue title? I like it. It looks good, but if I'm keeping it kayfabe, I don't get it. He just wanted a blue title? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. The Firefly Funhouse is blue. Yeah, but his matches are red and his reason? masks are... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it just... I, and I, I know the answer. I know why they do it. SmackDown's blue. We're trying to say this is our yeah. blue brand, all that crap. But to just do it was... Eh. So Brian was on Miz TV this past week on SmackDown. So Miz is interviewing Brian and Bray interrupts from we're not even going to go into like the dialogue. Okay, here. I do want to interrupt then. You do? Yeah, because I loved when Miz went over his whole shtick and then Daniel Bryan just goes, "No. Miz TV sucks. Miz TV has always sucked." <laughs> It was probably my favorite line of Daniel Bryan. That's what I love with Daniel Bryan and Miz. Like they're always gonna take shots at each other. And the Miz's face was just that of like a a rich person being told like they didn't have as much money as this other person. He was just like scoffed. He was like, "Oh, it was so." That was the best moment of SmackDown for me. Bray interrupts from the Firefly Funhouse. And he says it's very rude to speak about another person when they aren't present. And maybe the fiend attacked Brian to remind him about what he did. Okay? So, we never found out what he did, right? Well, I think that if you kind of look at the route that the fiend has taken, it's the same as it started about what was that 2013 when the Wyatt family started kind of coming up yeah you know it was the shield and it was Daniel Bryan and it was Kane and that's kind of the people he's been taking out so he's kind of writing the wrongs of his booking almost (laughs) hey I like that so basically Bray proposed a fight yeah and Daniel Bryan says no and then the all the Firefly Funhouse characters one by one say yes. I, I like that, that was, touch. Yeah, I like that touch too. Daniel says if they're gonna fight, then let's do it for the championship. Bray then starts the yes chant and continues to do it as he goes off the air. And then SmackDown ended three minutes early. I don't know what that's about. I think you, you know what my initial thought was. What this is Vince getting him back for the CM Punk thing. What I really did think that he said we're just cut it off three minutes early. No. I really do. I'm telling you. I feel like it. This is an ugly war. He's not like, happy. I feel like last week it ended three minutes early too. Really, I didn't notice. But uh, yeah, so I'm gonna need a little more. Mm-hmm. Because they're they're these Firefly Funhouses. Because I want a lot out of this. Like I want to enjoy this, and I'm gonna need more because the the Firefly Funhouses are so subliminal that sometimes the message can like Daniel has to deliver and be very clear in what he's saying. Yeah. And at the end of the night, I was a little confused. I don't want to be confused at it. I want to know where we're going. I. F- 
unfortunately, with a week left, I don't think we're going to get much more. That's the thing. I'm like, why are they waiting two weeks before the pay-per-view? To Just had this? to have a mat. Had to do something. I know, but it sucks. It because does. this could be so much better. They want Roman, and I want this, and I want this to just be better. I want them to take a little more time with it, but they won't. Especially with the Sammy and Nakamura, like this whole, even Sammy being like, you need us. I don't know. I just, I want more out of this. It's it's turned me on. So a couple. Speaking of being turned on. What? Are you about to talk about? What are you about to talk about? Well, there's been another pregnancy in WWE. <laughs> another one. <laughs> Uh, do you do you want to go over this? I mean, whatever. For the brand? Okay. Lana Lashley Rusev segment. Basically, Lana says seven weeks ago she had sex with Bobby Lashley for the first time. Um, the crowd is just, like, hating on this so hard. They are booing and chanting boring. She says she's nine weeks pregnant. So, basically, Rusev is the father of her unborn child. Since she had sex seven weeks ago with Lashley. Um, And then Rusev comes out. Lana starts slapping Rusev. Then Lashley comes out and starts beating up Rusev as Lana looks on and laughs. And then she says, I cannot believe he thought I was pregnant. Okay, so stupid. Like, why even do this? They really, they seriously did this. And oh, by the way, we forgot to mention that... Uh, Rusev admitted to being a sex addict. Oh, yeah. I wish I could read the cliff note that I read of this, because this was taped, because it was in the UK, and it was like, crowd hates it, Lana's pregnant, Rusev's baby, Lashley mad, Rusev sex addict, mm-hmm. uh, power slam. <laughs> <laughs> it was... <laughs> I was like, what? But, um, yeah... This ain't for me, baby. This is for somebody else. Rusev also did an interview saying this is probably the best thing on What's TV What's he right supposed now? to say, though? I What's think they're happy. Honestly, do? like, they don't even care about their dignity. They're happy they're on TV. On TV? Yeah. yeah, you're probably right. And I did see where people are, like, on Twitter, like, hey, if you just want to stop doing this, we'll be cool with it. Yeah. And he's, like, still defending it, which he has to, but... Mm. So another thing, we also see Eric Rowan come out with a cage covered in a blanket. And he wrestles a jobber. We don't find out what's in the cage. I'm curious to see. You are? Yeah. I really don't what care. Do you- it's probably like a doll or something stupid. I mean, it's just... You could look at it that way, but I'm an optimist. But we just got... We had this Eric Rowan before. Mm-hmm. And then he had a the storyline with Daniel Bryan where and uh, Roman Reigns. Yeah. And now he's just back to this weirdo. I mean, he's always been a weirdo. But he was intellectual and smart, and he was telling us how bet he how smart he was for putting up this plan. And I don't know. <laughs> this is just he he won't be. He just finished up the biggest storyline of his career. Dang, that's harsh. It'll be all right. He gonna make it. Okay, so that's pretty much all we want to cover from Raw and SmackDown. Oh, uh, seeing Walter Rollins was cool. I like Walter. I know you're not, you don't know much about him yet, but it was cool seeing him on Raw. But let's get into some AEW. 
Dub. Dub. All right, so as you guys know, we did a full episode going over Full Gear and our thoughts on it. So let's talk about Dynamite after Full Gear. We see Kenny Omega backstage from the match after Full Gear, and I like how they showed this because, you know, it's a story. So we're seeing the bill, and then we see the aftermath. So his body looks really torn up. Did you see his back? Yeah. Oh, it looked nasty. And then he had a black eye. And well, now the black eye was obviously fake. Really? I thought it was grotesquely done. I could tell, like, it looked I like they really. put shoe black on his eye. Really? To me. Uh, I guess. But we find out that he's not cleared to wrestle right now, but Moxley is. So, I mean. And he's devastated by that. Yeah. And like he, he takes that as a L. Yeah. He's like already lost. And now yeah. this is another one. So basically he comes out through the crowd and I guess that's going to be his new intro. I kind of dig that. Me too. Uh, Michael Nakamura is in the ring. He's got the baby oil out, but he says, I ain't got no time for baby oil today. I'm here to avenge my training partner, Kenny Omega, and he falls quite short of that as John Moxley makes pretty quick work of him in this match and uh, cuts a pretty sweet promo afterwards. Yeah. He says, Kenny Omega will never be the same again. He does have respect for him for having the balls to step in the ring. But then he says he don't think anyone in the dressing room will have the balls to step inside the ring with him. I was thinking somebody was going to come out at this point. But later in the show, we kind of get where actually. we're going. They have balls to come out. <laughs> so we see a match with Jungle Express versus Dark Order, where Dark Order picks up the win. And then after the match, Uno offers Marco an opportunity to join Dark Order. After he declines, their minions start attacking Jungle Express. But then we see none other than Luchasaurus. The man we've all been waiting for. Yeah. So there's holy shit chants from the crowd. And by the way, I used to watch Big Brother. Well, I still watch Big Brother, but the guy who is Luchasaurus, his name is Austin, and he used to be on Big Brother. Is this for real? Yeah. And like on the live feeds, you can watch like basically everything they say and shit. And he was he would always talk about his professional wrestling career, yeah. like how he was trying to make it. Really? And now like seeing him in AEW, that's really cool. That is dope. He made a splash a little bit in uh Lucha Underground. Yeah. But that's really cool. I didn't know that. Luchasaurus was super over tonight. Oh yeah. And if you were to ask me what is what seems more real? This Lashley Rusev Lana sex triangle? <laughs> Or that ADEW has a half dinosaur wrestler breed, I'd say the dinosaur. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so we see Sean Spears versus Peter Avalon versus Darby Allen. I didn't really get a chance to watch much of this match. Um, but anyway, Darby Allen ends up winning with the coffin drop. And then after the match, he gets on the mic and says, John Moxley, I accept. And the crowd goes really wild. Darby Allen is really over. Um, his gimmick with the skateboard just fits him so perfect. And I feel like it's actually cool to watch. Yeah, he's uh, 
He's a star in the making if they do it right. Did find out that he was on a show called TLC's Sex Hospital Trips or something. What? Yeah, so you know how TLC has those oh, weird shows? TLC, okay, The Learning Channel. Yeah, he, they have those weird shows. Yeah. About, okay, apparent, he was on one where apparently him and another woman were having sex outside and rolled over into a beehive and had to go to the hospital afterwards. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, but without the face paint, of course, and and dark hair. Little emo Darby. But, yeah, dude's a star. He looked great, and I'm excited for that this week coming up. Me too. That should be a really good match. So let's talk about the best segment of the night. Jericho coming out and demanding a thank you from every member of the AEW roster. And then calling Cody an entitled millennial son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. They're not holding back on the curse words. They said shit twice this week. Yeah. So MJF comes out to massive boos. The boos are Well, he comes out to Cody's intro, too. True. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot to mention that. Yeah, he came out to Cody's intro, and then the crowd just shits all over him. He starts trying to talk, but the crowd is just really booing him and chanting asshole. I miss the old asshole chants. Me too. They don't do that enough. Well, nobody cares in WWE (laughs) anymore. Like, the faces would be getting chanted asshole more than anything. So he basically says, you know, Cody is the real villain, and Cody tried to make him his puppet, and the crowd chants bullshit. And he says, whether people like it or not, he's the new face of AEW. So MJF's mic skills are really good, and he actually reminds me of a young Jericho on the mic. Yeah. Which is why... High praise. I like how they kept going back and forth. Yeah. When they were talking about MJF joining the inner circle. So, Cody comes Do you out. want me to join the inner circle? <laughs> how, wait, how did it go? Do you want me to join the inner circle? Or he kept going, do you want to be in the inner circle? Do you want me to Do you want me to be in the inner circle? That was do you funny. Want to be? It was pretty good. That was good shit. So, Cody comes out. Okay, can we talk about the botched power slam? <laughs> Yeah, it looked okay. bad. But hey, did, were you listening to the, the commentary? Yeah, Excalibur explains. Was, yeah. yeah, he did great. He was like, "Look, this dude's got thirty stitches in his head. You know, he he's don't, he doesn't have his bearings about." Yeah. But yeah, what bad timing. So then we see Wardlow come out and attack Cody from behind. This guy, who is this guy? Do I've, you know? I okay. don't know. I didn't know if he was like from the Indies or. But he looks pretty massive, um, and I'm thinking maybe he'll be MJF's kind of like bodyguard. Apparently, maybe. he is going to be the muscle. But yeah, I really enjoyed this segment, and the Cody MJF feud is something to really anticipate, and the story writes itself. So. Now we'll see where it goes. But somebody on Twitter did ask the Jacksons if the stipulation that Cody would not be getting another title shot would hold since the towel was thrown in. Mm-hmm. And he said, yeah, so we'll see. But as of right now, one of the members of the the top brass says that he is not going to get another title match. So another feud that has been building and building, the Young Bucks fighting Santana and Ortiz backstage. They were fighting and then Matt sent Ortiz through a table backstage um, or was that Santana? It was one of them. 
And then Ortiz did a dive off a forklift. After the commercial, the fight continued and they, uh, Santana and Ortiz took some spray paint and sprayed a circle, get it, inner circle, on a table and they slammed Matt Jackson and they're just causing mad chaos. It's really making you have a distaste in your mouth for them, which is how a heel should be. You should be like, you know what, these guys are despicable. Um, I loved when Brandon Cutler came out to help the Jacksons and he was like, get out of here. And they were like, all right. <laughs> and uh, Ortiz turns around and goes, hey, hey, Brandon, we lied. And then just starts beating them all up again. But yeah, so a couple things out of this. Great storytelling because the whole time while we're watching the beatdown of Cody, you're thinking in your head, why is no one making the save? And yet... Hey, now yeah, you realize nice why. Touch. Now, the interesting thing about all of it, to me, and this, this story is not really being told, but it is, is uh, that your boy, cowboy shit, mm-hmm. where, he's never helping out. Adam Page. Adam Page is never out when the elite's getting these beatdowns. And everybody else has an excuse as to why. So I feel like we're going somewhere with that. And I also love the segment with Orange Cassidy in this. Did oh, you yeah. the bathroom? Yeah, that was, yeah, Dude, that was funny. When I belly laugh watching wrestling, <laughs> it's the best night of wrestling. Yeah. Like when there's a good match or two, and I'm or I'm belly laughing, or there's a vignette that's just fantastic. And that's why I love AEW so much. You, you just get, never know what's right. going to happen. They hit all my emotions. So, in the main event, we have... SCU. <clears throat> Boring. You First do not... <laughs> oh, brother. I'm about to make some of y'all mad. Mm. I'm not an SCU fan. They just... You know, the tag division in AEW is so elite to me that... SCU, they're just boring. I mean, they're great. They, Don't get me wrong. They're great athletes. But, I mean, you also have the Young Bucks, Santana and Ortiz, who I'm starting to really, they're starting to really grow on me just because of how well they play their role. And they're, on top of that, they know how to wrestle. Private Party. I mean, I haven't seen a bad match with them. It's just the Lucha Bros. I mean, it's just like endless tag team talent. So, SCU just bores me a little bit. That's all I'm saying. So they fight. So just what? to recap, what? SCU and the Revival, two of the best tag teams in the yeah, world they, right now. They remind bore me of you. each other. Cool. Yeah, yeah, they're boring. <laughs> so SCU fights Jericho and Sammy Guevara for the AEW Tag Team Championships. Um, Sammy Guevara needs to keep his damn tongue in his mouth. Hey, he plays that like bad boy, you know, Spanish tool. god. Yeah, Spanish god. He plays that pretty well. Um, so there's one spot in the match where Jericho gave Scorpio Sky like a really stiff slap in the face, and you could hear how painful it sounded. Um, Jake Hager got involved, which in turn got Christopher Daniels involved outside of the ring. Jericho gave Scorpio a code breaker, but oh, by the way, this match was going on literally till the last like second. Because I was watching the time during the ending, and I was like, are they going to like like legit run out of time? Dude, all wrestling shows should be able to go over a little bit if they need to <clears throat> when they're live. Yeah. I, that's one thing that I wish they would do is they would grant them three extra minutes if they needed it. 
So Jericho gave Scorpio the code breaker. Um, then Scorpio rolled up Jericho for the win. And then Jericho just looked, you know, shocked. Like, how did he get me? Um, and I want to reiterate and say I do like Scorpio Sky. I just don't like SCU's gimmick, I guess you could say. Um, well, I feel like, like the one of the reasons SCU is going over the way they are is because they're trying to build Scorpio Sky more. I think they look at this trio and realize that with Daniels and Kaz's you know, having some miles on them. How old Frankie is, Kazarian. How old is Kazarian? I really, I'm not sure, but I mean, he was in NXT. No way. Or not, excuse me. He was in TNA, like in the early days. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, he's up there, but I do want to say that this is big because this is Jericho's first loss in AEW where records count. Mm-hmm. And, he specifically got the pin, mm-hmm. and I feel like that is significant, and especially with Scorpio Sky, because like we were just saying, I feel like they're building something with him. I don't know how great of an idea that is, but we were kind of talking about this last time, like how long can you rotate your top guys, mid-card guys, and tag team guys before you add somebody new to the mix? And I feel like that's what they're doing with him. They look at him and go, you know what? This guy can be a top-tier guy. I don't feel it. I don't get work. Like, it doesn't work for me. When he comes out, I'm not like, oh, yeah. No, I feel like he could. Some do. I think he has the look, the name, the athleticism. I think he could be a big top guy. That's where I think they're heading. So in closing, this was another really good episode of Dynamite, and it's con- Dynamite. I love it. It's continuing to lead us and further us into storylines, which is why I love professional wrestling. Yeah. So let me ask you something. What? Next today is Sunday. We're working on it and growing into Monday right now. Mm-hmm. We got Monday Night Raw, which is tonight. We've got if you're listening to this on NXT. Monday. We got AEW. We got SmackDown. Yeah. We've got NXT TakeOver. We've got Survivor Series. And we've got Backstage. What are you what are your top yeah. three excited? Yeah, we got a lot going on. Oh my gosh. Right. What's what are you most excited about? I mean Survivor Series. I this feels like a big four Survivor Series. We we It's the first Survivor Series with NXT in it. We so. were just looking back. We were sitting around and saying, Let's go watch an old Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. And we had to go back how far until we found something like, that we cared about? Oh three. We had to go back almost fifty over fifteen years to go, hey, Let's watch this. This looks entertaining. Right. So, yeah, it, it's a change. And I love Survivor Series. When I was a little boy mm-hmm. and they were still doing the traditional Survivor Series, and I was like, oh, man, I get to watch, like, the Bushwhackers <laughs> lick somebody today with a tag team. I, I loved that. So we'll see. I'm really curious about Backstage. Me too. I was just about to say, I'm very curious on CM Punk's analysis. Or like, how they're going to use him, what questions they'll ask him about the WWE product. If he'll give his real opinion, or if he'll kind of... I mean, it's like, what does he do? I mean, because let's be real, none of this shit is probably up to his likings. Like, what's he going to say about the Lana Rusev 
Right. And what's he going to say about the Baron Corbin chihuahua barking? It's like, you know. It's going to be interesting. It, that's what I'm very curious to see. His right. commentary and analysis on everything. So you got, you know, and then NXT TakeOvers, they never fail. There is never a bad takeout. <laughs> so we got a lot. And I got AEW every Wednesday. Like, I, I can't not watch it. And I love NXT, but it's the secondary show for me on Wednesdays. Oh, same. So huh, buckle up, boys and girls. We got a lot of content coming. What's, uh, what's next for us? What are we going to do next? Well, I think we should do a full Survivor Series show, kind of like how we did Full Gear. Okay. So you're talking after the fact? I mean, I'm looking to upload it no later than Tuesday after Survivor Series. So a recap show? Yeah. Right, right. Which we could kind of include the go-home shows in that show. Cool, cool. So as of right now, we're going to do that. We might, if we see each other during the week, we might throw in something after... uh, after backstage, if yeah. we see each other, and and something you know big happens, but as of right now, just catch some sleep in between. You've got forty hours of wrestling to watch next week. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna end it off here. Yeah, Is I think so. Else you want to say? Just shout out to Kyle O'Reilly and the Undisputed Air, man. Why? I love him so much. <laughs>